0: Welcome to the Making Today Your Bitch podcast, where we get real about what sucks in your life and get you on the right track to make today your bitch. Now here's your host and kindness connoisseur, certified life coach and personal trainer, Marissa Nicholson. Hey, y'all. I'm super excited to be able to put this podcast together for you after what was honestly a lot of prep work. I've had a couple people over the years ask me if I had a podcast or I'd be interested in making one. And to be honest with you, I never really have thought about doing a podcast before. But more recently, I don't know if it was because of what's going on in the world or maybe just the universe kind of pushing me in the right place, but I've had more people asking me if I would consider doing one. So i started i I did some research and i realized that this is not some easy buy some equipment make a recording rock on with your bad self kind of moment this is something you really have to put time and effort into you have to find the right host and put together artwork and an intro and there's so much more that goes into it that i thought so i have a lot more respect for it i feel like anytime you ever don't know how much goes into something and you really dive in, you have a hell of a lot more respect for the people that do it. Um, and now I'm actually sitting down in front of my microphone that just came out of the box literally not just a couple days ago. And, and I'm stoked. If you follow me on social media, you know, I absolutely love helping people. It's my calling. And if any words I can give or any of my mistakes can encourage someone else to help with their life or their situation that they're in or someone that they love, that's why I was put on this earth. I'm positive of it. So that's why I decided to do this to begin with. It is not in my nature to make myself vulnerable and and be out there and look at me kind of a person. I'm very much an introvert. I would gladly hide behind the scenes and just help so nobody knew, but I know that in order for me to use this fire that I have to help people, I actually have to get my butt out in front of people and do it. You see, years ago I was in a place where I knew I needed to have some change and I was beyond sick of where I was in my life. I decided that I was gonna change And now I'll be honest with you, I had no idea what that meant, and I certainly had no damn idea what to do to make that change, but I started looking at what was working and what wasn't serving me anymore. And I started doing inventory on my life. I decided that I was not going to continue on the way that I was because it wasn't serving me any longer. I'm not going to tell you that it was easy or, or that there was no fear involved. To be honest with you guys, I was scared shitless when I first started. I was comfortable though. My life was not what I wanted it to be and I was unhappy, but I was comfortable. I had created all of these beliefs, all of these walls, all of these areas that I had compartmentalized in my life, and, and they were all to protect me because I didn't feel like I was good enough. You see, I would attack other people before they could hurt me. That was my survival instinct. I was a warrior that would leave nobody standing in my wake. That way, I knew if I hurt them first, then they wouldn't give them a chance to hurt me. And honestly, that worked for a couple seasons. And then it didn't. The reality of it was that it, that was not me. That's not who I am. That was this persona that I created to survive and at that point in my life when I started to think I needed to change, I was starting to realize I didn't need it any longer so I started. I took one thing at a time that wasn't serving me, one relationship at a time that wasn't serving me and then I started to feel this fire. There was this fire inside of me that made me feel like I had something to give that I was not pursuing. Like there was this innate path I was supposed to be on that I was literally nowhere near. But I did feel like I was getting closer with every change that I made. And with each step, with each change, to be honest, there wasn't a moment that went by that those old beliefs weren't right there breathing down my neck telling me I wasn't good enough. As a life coach, I work with a lot of women, especially women that have this, I'm not good enough piece that gets in our own way. And it shows up differently for all of us. Honestly, everyone, if you're a human being, you probably have this show up for you in some way, shape, or form. But for me, it showed up because I observed as a very young girl that I had to earn love. That it's not given to you freely. It's something that you have to be good enough to get. And I never quite figured out exactly how to be that good. And it stuck with me it's still there. It's just not something I allow to steer the boat anymore. But if I get super deep dark and get down in my feels, that shit will show right back up for me in a heartbeat. My I'm not good enough belief fueled my fear. And once I started making these changes, what I realized was my fear started to weaken. You see, as I was doing this work, I started to visualize the process I was going through. And the funny thing about fear I realized is there's typically two kinds of people. The first kind of people will literally not change anything or better themselves because they are immobilized by fear. And then the second kind of person, they literally ignore fear and jump in anyway. They ignore the warning signs about possibly not landing. They don't care what's going on. There's no what ifs for them. They just jump. You have to be, in my mind, one of these people. Either you were too scared to jump or you were jumping and didn't care. You were just jumping with reckless abandon. Then as I leaned in more, it all got a lot clearer for me. You see, I knew these first kind of people pretty well. After all, I lived there for most of my life. I got real cozy up in these people. This person typically doesn't do anything because they're so damn scared of change. It literally makes them think of the worst possible scenario and live it out in their mind so they don't do anything. This is where most people live. And, and this, these what ifs haunt these people. What if I jump and this job doesn't work out for me? What if I, I leave this relationship and I'm lonely and it was a bad choice? You name the what ifs, they're out there for people. We have all of these what ifs that scare us so badly that we never make changes. So let's talk about these people. If this is where most of us live, why are we letting possible situations run our lives? These are not concrete this is gonna happen. These are possibilities that we're having run our lives. What if the worst what if was that you were sitting on your deathbed with all them what ifs on your list of regrets? What if I started that business? What if I asked that person out? What if I invented that random thing? What if I ended that relationship 10 years earlier? Now, you would think that these kind of people are the ones that come for life coaching the most. And that's not true. These people will never make it to life coaching or therapy or anything to better themselves because they're too afraid. They have more excuses than reasons to change. My hope for them and and for me when I was in that bucket was that I could do the hard work, that they could do the hard work to get out of their own way and decide that what they were doing wasn't working for them. It's not serving them any longer. And if you are in this boat, I beg you, go to therapy, get a coach, talk to somebody, but don't let fear rule your life. Don't let your what ifs show up for you. Don't let your bullshit get in the way of actually enjoying this life. You deserve to be able to get what you want. And I don't care what that is for you. You deserve it. If you don't believe that, you will never receive what you want. One of my favorite quotes is by Henry Ford. And he says, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. What does that mean? I'll tell you that it's your choice, people. You hold the key for what you want. I know that sucks to hear, right? It's far more cozy to blame your circumstances on someone else. It just is. But tell that deathbed you. Tell them all your reasons. My guess is is they don't give a shit. Because they've got a hell of a lot more regrets than you do reasons. What that tells me is it's in our head. It's us. We are what gets in between what we want and what we have. It's that simple. I don't care what background you come from. I don't care what circumstances your life has dealt you. You have a choice to make a change. If life is not what you want, then make a change. I am not saying that there are not people who have better lives or worse lives. There are. What I'm saying is no matter where you are in life and I have clients that are CEOs and clients that are teen moms, no matter where you're at in life, I promise you the same bullshit can show up for you and it's up to you to decide. Do you want it or do you not want it? And if you don't want it and you want to get better, then you have to put on your big girl panties and start walking the walk that you're talking We can only complain about things so long, you guys. And then you just have to start believing that it's true. That's all you're going to have. Remember, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. There is something called the stages of change that you learn as a coach. It's the process that humans go through to make and sustain change. There are five areas, and the first one is pre-contemplation. These people in pre-contemplation... They're not our change makers at all. (laughs) They're not making any change. They don't want to make change. They're super cozy in their lives. And it would never occur to them that they're 100 pounds overweight and they should do something about it or that they're in an abusive relationship and it's not serving them or that they hate their job. It doesn't even occur to them. They're literally just zombie walking through life. Next, we have the preparation folks. These people will dabble in change, but they never actually fully commit Think about people that are always on like 100 fad diets and it's never actually worked for them because they never actually commit to change. Then there's our action, folks. This is where my second set of fear group lives. Now, the second kind of people, they seem a lot stronger, right? Because they're ignoring fear completely. That it even exists. And they're going to go balls to the wall any damn way. I am this person. Whether it be blind faith or, or just that I put on my warrior face and just rock it into battle, I'll do it any damn way. But I have realized through the years, the fear is a liar. It tells you you can't do things and it tells you stories about yourself that aren't even true. Because it knows your beliefs and all your little dirty secrets and it preys on them. Think about that friend that turned on you in school and told everyone your darkest shit. That's fear. And unfortunately, we listen to it. So these second kind of people, they don't listen to fear. They ignore it completely. They walk around it. They avoid it and they get a lot of shit done because of that. But it's just because it's a distraction. They're not actually dealing with fear. They're not actually as strong as they look. They're just super good at compartmentalizing and ignoring Most of my survivors live in this group. Most of my survivors have gone through so much shit that they've gotten very good at ignoring when things get real and have gotten super good at putting their head down and running into battle even though they know it might kill them. But that's what they do. They don't take care of themselves. Typically, this group has no kind of self-love. They forget to fill up their cup and they run empty so long that they have no more to give. And that makes you become numb. Sure, they don't get scared. But it's because they're numb, not because they're strong. It's because they're ignoring their feelings, not because they're strong. I used to think that that was it. Like you were either the first kind of person that didn't want to make change, or you were the other kind of person that was balls to the wall, ignoring fear. But more recently, I realized that there's a third kind of person. It was right in front of me all along. You know, the, the human ego is kind of funny. We tend to believe that we're, like, transcending even when we have super far to go. Now, I knew I hadn't arrived, if you will, but I thought that I had, like, really made it damn close. Like, here I was. Like, oh, here I am. <laughs> and and I was super wrong, you guys. I had not transcended. In fact, in the last six months, I arrived in a very new season in my life, and it shook my world up in a lot of ways. And in doing so, I stumbled upon this next set of folks I didn't even realize were out there. And I was shook, you all, like I was super shook. And frankly, I wanted to turn around and go back to the other group of people that just like to ignore stuff, right? You see, I'm real good at distracting myself from my feels. I ignore fear and it has served me freaking well and now it doesn't. So cue the next season, right? Each new season we jump in and it has a way of showing us how much work we really still need to do. And even though that sucks, I actually love it because it means I have more to grow. Another one of my favorite quotes, and I'm forgetting who even said it, I'm sure someone will correct me because that's what people do with these things is you're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. And I always want to be green and growing. And when we get to the end of one season, we feel like we're starting to get ripe and rotten. And then, you know, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, has a way of kind of showing you, yeah, girl, you better sit down. You got some more work to do. (laughs) So, you know, it's good. It's a good thing. So let's talk about these other set of people. What I realize about these people is they actually walk right up to fear, like fully aware of what could happen. And all of the what ifs, just staring them in the face, and they play chicken. That's right, I'm talking about playing chicken with fear. These people do not walk around fear. They do not ignore it. They walk up to it and look it in the face, and they lean in. They get closer and closer. They get as close as they possibly can, and they look at all of the dirty, ugly shit, and they still lean in. They are not avoiding. They are not blindly running into battle. They're staring at their demons right in the eye as long as it takes to heal. Now, this is where the work lies. I spend a lot of time in the first and second groups. And I've more recently crossed over into this group of people, and it is uncomfortable over here. In fact, I don't like it. It sucks. I'm sitting over here staring at myself in the mirror for the first time in my life, and I am completely unarmed. Talk about a humbled warrior, y'all. All of my walls, all of my distractions, all of my shit i told myself was true my entire life i am calling to the floor you see when my feels kind of start to to grasp me i distract myself that's what kind of person i am i'll throw myself into work i'll throw myself into working out i even throw myself into food it's to distract myself so i don't have to go through all of those feelings and dig them up and deal with them it's the way i protect and comfort myself And until I crossed over to this third area, I didn't realize what a control freak I am. The reason why it's so easy for me to throw myself into work is because I'm good at it. I can control it. Personally, I don't have that. It's not as cut and dry or black and white. There's not any rules that you have to follow personally. So I end up throwing myself into work or working out because those are the things I can control. I honestly thought that over here, I had to transcend it to some bigger, better area. And in some ways, I think I actually have. But this group right here is some of the most vulnerable people that I have ever met in my life. These people are standing naked in front of the room with what's good, bad, and ugly hanging out. And they're looking at it and dealing with it. They're not looking away. They're not averting their eyes. They are taking a long look at what's not cute and they're dealing with it. And if I can tell you anything, it's that there is nothing that I have done in my life that is harder than this shit. Frankly, it sucks. It sucks. But I feel like I finally got to the liar that has been driving my boat this entire time. And I'm telling her, thank you for serving me all these years. I don't need your service anymore. Which brings me to the fifth stage of change. And that's maintenance. After you have made changes and started the hard work, you have to always be working to maintain the work you've done. It's not a cure or something that we can walk away from once we did the hard work. Like, oh, you're not broken anymore. You go, girl. Uh Uh-uh, that's not how it works. These beliefs, they're never leaving you. But you get to choose if you want them to get in your way or not. No one else can. These things will continue to show up for you in your life until you decide that you want to be in one of these other buckets. Are you going to be in pre-contemplation for the rest of your damn life? Like zombieing around, and you get to the end of your life, and you have this list of regrets that will far outmatch and far outweigh your damn list of what ifs. Like, I hear people's what ifs all the time, you guys. And honestly, I look at them like, do you really just say that out loud? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's even a what if that would ever happen. In retrospect, in each of these buckets, I was working, I was growing, I was changing. It isn't about being the best or less screwed up or more enlightened than other people. It's about growth. It's about living a life you're proud of so that you are on your deathbed one day and the only thing that you have regrets about is that stupid shit you did, but at least you did it. That's good. You want to live a life that way. I hope that you choose well, my warriors, because I think... This is a super important piece. Until you're ready to make a change, you will be in pre-contemplation and contemplation the rest of your life. So that either the, I'm not ever making a change or the dabble change, the change dabbler, if you will. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, you guys. And honestly, truly is an honor. Please go out there, do me proud, go make this day your bitch. If you like what you heard on the show today and want more information, Have questions you'd like me to cover on the show, or just want to cyber-stalk me, head on over to maketodayyourbitch.com.